We are back. It is the Bill Michaels Show. The 12 o'clock hour. Taking you up until 2 o'clock. Ben, Kenny, and Grant Bills. 877-867-1670. He's on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. I'm at Ben Z. Kenny. Have a question up. Has the Packers offseason thus far been a success? 75% say no. Still. I'm still in the yes camp, Grant. And there's been a lot of... A lot of chatter about putting aside the QB, how little they've added. And I argue that it's it's hard when you're hamstrung with that situation financially yeah. and not knowing the future-wise. And I don't think this is the offseason for them to go splurge on free agents. So I'm confident there will be vet deals down the road, which is something to watch. The Milwaukee Brewers have named their opening day starter. It will be Corbin Burns. Wade Miley. Oh. oh. Jason Alexander. An opener. They're going to use an opener on opening day. Can you imagine? <laughs> yes. Matt Bush. We oh go into Wrigley God. Field. It's Saturday. Uh, what is it? March 30th or 31st? Whatever. It's next weekend. Uh, opening day yeah. to the 2022 season in Wrigley Field. It's cold as hell. It's miserable. No fans are there. The Cubs, their fans think they're going to be good, but they're not. And the Brewers will trot in Matt Bush to open the game with one inning to send all of the, all of the, oh, let the starters pitch people into a complete frenzy. Why is this series at Wrigley? This just seems dumb. Do it at American Family Field where there's a roof because it's probably going to rain one of the three days. It's going to be cold. So play the Wrigley series later in the summer. This just seems dumb to me. Maybe you want the Wrigley, the picturesque views. All the banners. The banner. Yeah. (laughs) Like, maybe that's what they want on TV. I I get that, I guess. Maybe you want an iconic venue on opening day. Sure, but it just seems dumb. Going to cause complications and reschedulings. Nobody's going to be there. It'll be full on Thursday for opening day. But Friday, Saturday? Mm. Baseball and America loves those banners. The ribbon board. The circle banners that fall down from the Wrigley from the stands is pretty cool. I've been there twice. I will be there a third time in June. I've never been for a baseball game, oh. but it is a it's a baseball stadium. When I go, I feel like I'm on TV. Like I I watch games at Lambeau and I watch games at American Family Field and I see those games on TV. But when I go to those stadiums, I, I don't feel like oh this is what I see on TV. I feel like it's Lambeau. When I go to Wrigley, I feel like I'm on a TV set. Because you're so close to the field, you're like, oh, this is where the hitter takes BP or, or swings in the on-deck circle. It's all so close and intimate. I like, I just wouldn't want to be there. When it... I enjoy Wrigley. I'm I'm anti-Chicago dog. Like, just give me okay. a hot dog. Give me, give me ketchup and mustard. Give me a brat. I prefer a brat to a hot dog anyway. Wow. But I don't need all that crap on the hot dog. It's unnecessary. Is there a, a Philly-style hot dog? Do you guys do it your own way? I don't think so, no. But I'm a, like, I, I think brats are far superior to hot dogs, and I don't think it's close. And I don't know if they sell brats in Chicago. They probably don't. But your, your opening day matchup, Corbin Burns, it is his second straight opening day starting. Started last year, 2021 NL Cy Young winner. Uh, facing the Cubs again on opening day for the second straight year. Five innings, three runs in that game last year. It kind of always takes Burns a couple weeks to get going, to get really dominant. I always yep. feel like there are some clunkers early. Clunkers by his standards, which is 
two runs in five innings or three yeah, runs. Well, down starts for him or career starts for other pitchers, Ben. Yes, and it's been for the last four years, Woodruff or Burns starting an opening day. You will be opposed by constant uh, Twitter user Marcus Stroman, who's been out there fighting people on whether the World Baseball Classic is, is cool. And he, he obviously pitched in it. So there's your matchup. It's his third straight. He is, he's okay. He's fine. Stroman? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the Cubs... Lukewarm. The Cubs staff is is so uninspiring. It's just a bunch of dudes that the pitch. I Kyle Hendricks kind of. I feel like he pitches to more contact, but it's a bunch of dudes that they can find a way to get outs, but they're not gonna they're not gonna blow you away with their stuff. I feel like they've drew yeah. Smiley in their rotation. Grant, how do you win with that? Some have called him the the modern day Cliff Lee just because he's a crafty lefty. But the problem is he stinks. That's like me calling Luis Urias the Mexican Altuve. Like, I call him that. I say people call him that. No one calls him that. No one has ever drawn a comparison between Drew Smiley and Cliff Lee. Um, yes, they have. I've, I've listened to enough Philadelphia radio when Smiley oh. was on the Phillies for a month, and he was the crafty lefty, and he works fast, and his glove is dirty. Oh, Cliff Lee. So there you go. That's that's coming up. Brewers opening day. We're waiting on whether Luke Voigt is going to make the roster. He's been he's had a good spring training. I saw a friend of show Kurt Hogue tweet that we maybe we're expecting news today on if he'd make it, but there is not Luke Voigt news. He is still apparently with the team, but that news might come tomorrow whether he makes well, it. You know, me and my fellow journalists in the locker room last week. Do you have any I'm scoops? Counsel. Somebody asked him every day. It's like, so what's the Luke Voigt situation? Because there was a deadline. I don't know if it was last Thursday or Friday. And counsel's answer was, he's still here. Stuff's still in his locker. And then we came to learn that he extended the deadline by however many days. So that deadline is still going to have to be decided on at some point. I don't know if that's today. I thought it was 10 days. So maybe a few more days, maybe early next week. I don't know. Was that stuff on the record? I've been off the beat for so long now. I'm so out of touch with what's going on with the Brewers. 877-867-1670. So there's that. Uh, we could talk Brewers opening day, Brewers season. There's also some intel I've garnered being the big J. Again, I'm, I'm wearing a lanyard today for Wisconsin's pro day that Zach Heilprin brought for me. I didn't go. It was yesterday while we were on the air, but they mm -hmm. made me a credential. And Zach, when he was there covering it and doing some interviews, he picked it up for me. So as the big J that I am, I have a I have a scoop. Do you want to guess where Brian Gudikinst is today, Grant? Uh, I know where he is because I saw a picture, but I will let you go ahead. He is not in New York. He's in a neighboring state. He's at the Penn State Pro Day, which could be notable. You have uh, you have Porter, their cornerback, who could be a top fifteen to twenty pick. I don't know how many top guys Penn State has coming out receiver wise I think they have they have one who's Parker Washington I think his name is a, a little lower mm -hmm. but no no big tight end prospect but he's he's hanging out at the Penn State Pro Day so there you go 877-867-1670 let's go back to the phones here uh line two real quick you're on the Bill Michael show who do we got hey guys uh Chris and Oshkosh how's it going what's up Chris hey, how Chris. are you yeah, good, good. Uh, hoping my Bluetooth doesn't die mid-call. But, uh, yeah, so 
chiming in here a little bit. Um, uh, oh, hey, Ben, uh, I wanted to actually say last Sunday I was driving with the family, and uh, you were on a national. You were, like, doing the national program, weren't you? I was uh, not. You weren't. Oh, God, there was, a, there was a Wisconsin guy. I could have sworn it was Ben Kenny, but uh, anyway, uh, sorry about that. Yeah, no, I know. I thought it was awesome because he was talking about, you know, people think the Packer fans uh, have, you know, had it so easy these last few years, and uh, and you kind of even touched on it yesterday. Oh, oh, but uh, yeah, no, life has not been easy. I, I think the Bluetooth actually died, unfortunately. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, if you can call back, do it. Um, well, yeah. you sound, Ben, if I may say, you sound like you're hosting nationally all the time because your delivery and your takes are so professional and oh, well, worldly. You. you don't have to lie to me. Uh, but you did touch, Grant, you did touch on that yesterday in terms of yes. the uh, you don't know how good you've had it. Well, everybody else world, you don't know how bad we have had it concept. That's what I don't like, I don't like other fan bases telling me what to do, what to think. You don't like uh, big NBA talking heads on ESPN telling you who should win MVP because the Nuggets coach doesn't like it. That's for sure. Yeah, well, your team's GM has had no problem sharing his thoughts on the MVP for oh, years. Gosh. So. Yeah, I know. I'm out company. on that officially. No, like GMs don't need Twitter. And if they have, he's gotten in trouble for tampering, for tweeting. Daryl Morey, yep. that is. Out on, out on GMs on Twitter. 877-867-1670. Except for that funny Brian Gudikinst parody account because Gudikinst doesn't have Twitter. And then the parody account tweets, and then some people well, think it's him. Somewhere. I'm sure. Some people retweet the parody account and they think it's him. <laughs> and yeah, those people. Um oh Chris dropped off. 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in on on anything we're talking about, do it. Yeah, have I you feel seen- on baseball, really, can I say one thing on baseball before we move on? Because yes. we're talking Brewers. Have you seen the videos they've been putting out? Like, they did one with Brian Cranston, and then another one with Sebastian Man. So, like, the official MLB account putting out some hype videos for the season about the new rules and getting rid of the shift. They're awesome. I've not the seen way, them. No. You haven't seen them. They kick ass. Well, it's pretty good that MLB is finally investing in something productive on social media. Um, Speaking of social media... Did you see what the Brewers official account tweeted yesterday and then deleted before too long? No. What is it? So, <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not ripping. Again, I was there last week. Okay, I'll rip them. You say what it is. I'll rip it. Okay. I get it. I make missteps on social media. Christian Yelich scored two runs in air quotes with with an error. He, like, ground ball. I think the bases were loaded. There were runners on second or third, whatever. He knocked he in two runs. Ground ball. Yes. He hit a ground ball right at the shortstop. The shortstop <laughs> booted it into left field, and two runs scored. And I saw the reviewing the Brew account tweet, like, Yelich comes through, two runs score. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. And the, <laughs> the Brewer's main account tweeted the clip, and the caption was, Yelich doing Yelich things. Oh, no. You can't do of, that. I know. I retweeted it, and all the replies <laughs> on this were hitting a hitting a ball right into the dirt in front of home plate. What yep, slamming it? Things, you know, slamming it right to an infielder when you have a chance yeah. to knock in runs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bringing Not his getting the ball up in the air, bringing his batting average down to in the two thirties. And I just I saw that I retweeted it instantly. It didn't oh. last very long. Like ah, oh, bad choice of caption. 
Like, the caption should have been, I, I don't know. This is why I couldn't do the job, so I don't want to. No, you, you just, know, you just shouldn't. Good. Grant, Grant, you shouldn't tweet that. Yeah. What, what yeah. we should be doing, as I've said with spring training, every the only thing that matters coming out of spring training are the good pieces of news. When Mike Barrasso goes deep or when Luke Voigt is crushing the ball with all of his buttons undone on his jersey. Yeah. You should never tweet a highlight of somebody who's supposed to be, is paid to be one of your best players, grounding into what should be an inning double play. It's ridiculous. The cat, I mean, it was just too, it was too good. That's, that's I, They make it too it. easy, Grant. They make it way no. too easy. End of the spectrum. They never do anything fun or interesting. It's just headlines, announcements, very regal, very professional, which is probably good for their brand. The Brewers are a little different. Oh, they God, tweeted they earlier today all the fan inbox stuff, which yeah. I think was I, um, I I forget whether it was two years ago. There was a really funny one about. Um, actually, I I don't think we should wade into these waters. There's a question asked about protesting. I think you know what I'm talking about. Wait, protesting in, in the Packers fan inbox. Let's just leave it the, at that. The, the Murphy's take five thing. Either that or one of the Packers writers. The, the, That's the, the, one of the best things on the internet, by the way, is Mark Murphy answering fan mail. <laughs> it really doesn't get much better than that. It it doesn't. Do you think Mark Murphy like writes all that out? Or do you think he he says it I and then someone so. transcribes? I hope he sits down with a typewriter to type that out and then he gives it to someone who then publishes it. That's my fantasy of how that comes to be. Gotcha. 877-867-1670. So, yeah, Corbin Burns starting for the Brewers. I, I, I did want to say um, I, it's, been, it's been significant with some guys, but speaking of GMs that shouldn't have social media, there have been some, like we talked about Lamar Jackson and some of those tweets. There are some instances where I kind of wish that that would not happen with, deals getting done with deals that aren't done with things of that nature outwardly talking crap about a former defensive coordinator when he leaves saying he didn't put you in a position to succeed yeah it seems somewhat unproductive at times and this is coming from somebody who tweets way too much in very unproductive ways i will note but i'm also not a professional athlete who's supposed to be in the spotlight making all the making all the money yeah but i mean you're a a brand ambassador for the Bill Michaels radio network and the show, I, I'd say you carry a good amount of responsibility and you tweet very professionally. I will give you credit. You're no, a much more professional polished tweeter than I. I, I don't think I am. Well, anyway, I'm also not a very high bar to clear. So eight, seven, like the NFC of quarterbacks and your Jordan love. Yes. Which uh, I, I think the bar will be cleared. Eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 16, 70. I have a lot more to get to coming up at one o'clock. might, might hit on some Wisconsin spring ball. I, I'm just curious how much people care. I'm curious if people are locked in or are going to be locked into the stories coming out, the offense crushing the defense, things of that nature. How much interest is there? Because it's March. Season doesn't start for five months. Are there people out there that normally don't care that are now locked in because it's fickle? We'll talk about that at 1 o'clock. Got more March Madness coming up uh, tonight. And then also NFL Draft. A lot to get to. We can take your calls as well. We're going to step away, though. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready! 
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. There you go, Grant. There's your one. 877-867-1670. Bill Michael Show, we're back. Ben Kenny Grant Bill's with you. Um, yes, yes, I do know your your admiration for that song. I've been trying to step up the bed game, if you will. Oh. Trying to oh. trying to go back in the archives. But okay. the the system we have makes it makes it interesting sometimes. When I you see. try to manually do it, play it off the PC. Makes uh, it tough. Yeah, which you've seen a couple times. 877-867-1670. We take your calls. Uh, if you want, has the Packers offseason been a success thus far? Why or why not? Still, most people do not believe it is. 75% uh, out of all the votes I've gotten on Twitter have said no. A lot of inactivity, haven't signed a lot of guys, which I, I was combing through, Grant, the, the remaining free agent wide receivers. Like, if you look at this Packers roster, out of all the places you would try to get a bargain free agent, I would say defensive line first and foremost. But then there are other, there's safety clearly. Uh, Terrell Edmonds just signed with the Eagles, which could have been a, a target for the Packers there. And wide receiver is one of them. You want a veteran in the room with the great young guys of Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and Samori Torre in that room all together. Yes. But the remaining free agents at wide receiver with DJ Chark going to Carolina just now earlier and Nelson Aguilar going to the Ravens. Like I'm going to list some names. Do any of these names do it for you? You figure that they would be on very low level deals because they're still out there. And frankly, the market has been very, uh, it, it hasn't been nice to some of the receivers that have gotten deals. A lot of guys are going for, for low money. Uh, in the in two million, three million range, uh, aside from your kind of more top guys like Thielen and, and Juju, who probably still overpays at that point. But you have yep. Kenny Galladay, who got a bag from from the Lions, traded to the Giants, played minuscule snaps, hasn't been relevant in a while. You have Robbie Anderson, who's bounced around as well. Randall Cobb's still out there. You figure he might go to the Jets? He said he wanted to play another season. It feels like either he comes back to the Packers or he goes to the Jets. But I don't know if the Jets... I would would agree. I don't know if the Jets have room for him. Does he want to play? Because if he wants to play, I don't know if the Jets... Unless Rodgers can lobby for playing time and get him the ball, Hmm. of course. Well, well, Bill Huber did report that he wanted to play a couple weeks ago. You have Marvin Jones, the 33-year-old. He was on the the Jaguars. He was on the, the Lions for a while. Julio Jones is out there after not doing much in Tampa. Byron Pringle, Jarvis Landry, Nikhil Harry, ironically. Uh, Alamide Zacchaeus from the Falcons, who is young, hasn't done that much. Sammy Watkins is out there. You think he could be a fit in Green Bay? Sammy Watkins would be the perfect fit if not for already being in Green Bay <laughs> and it going poorly. Um, and, and the rest of like Brashad Perriman, Marquise Goodwin, Jay Kumaro. I guess that's one to note. I kind of like DeAndre Carter, the former Washington 
He was on the Redskins and then on the Chargers. But none of these names are really that exciting. Odell clearly is out there, but doubt the Packers would be even close to that. Scotty Miller's available. Ooh. If you want to just shoot down all the demons. So I don't know. It it feels like a if they're going to get a vet, it's going to probably be Corey Davis, which, again, I'd be okay with as long as it doesn't affect the trade compensation. But I don't know now that I, the receiver market was always bad. Mm-hmm. And some of the guys will get overpaid because that's how it always works. But I don't know if there – I don't think there are any guys out there that that would make me excited nor that I would want the Packers to pay. I don't Good wide receivers productive. don't hit the market. And, and great wide receivers often aren't available through trade. That's why the A.J. Brown trade cost a general manager his job in Tennessee. That was right? so stupid. It was. I'm with you on adding some veteran depth to support their big three. Yeah. No, I had to laugh, though, too. Uh, you're talking about Brian Gutenkunz being at, uh, at Penn State, probably watching Porter Jr. And, uh, I mean, it's just the most Gutenkunz thing ever. I mean, that guy, there isn't a GM that loves corners more than this guy. Um <laughs> But uh, just also going back to, uh, you know, your kind of poll, I'm, I mean, I'm really in the middle. I'm going to go 49% saying that it's a good offseason, meaning it's bad. Uh, my struggle is, for the last week, I've been thinking the Packers have more leverage. Yeah, they got the guy they want on the roster, all this. But, you know, the Jets, they really want an offensive lineman. And there's, there's a good one for them sitting there at 13. And I think they're going to push the Packers right to the end. And they're gonna they're gonna take their offensive lineman at thirteen and go either you take our second rounders, you know we're pretty much just gonna force you to do it. I mean we're we're just they have that little bit of leverage now. I don't know, I don't know. That's just what I think. I think they're gonna push this all the way. Um, now the other thing I want to just quick and you can cut me off whatever. Wait, I would but, say uh, this, Chris, real quick. Does that make or yep. break your off season getting two seconds instead of the first? Because I'm fine with that. If that's no, the return, I, give me two seconds and a conditional yep. pick. It's it, it's worth the same as a, a mid to late teens pick. I'm fine with that. That doesn't make or break the entire offseason to me. You're, I, I'm with you, except I, I'm watching tape on these guys. I watched a bunch yesterday, and I do. I wasn't sure I liked uh, Mayer, but I do actually like Mayer quite a bit when I looked at it. And then uh, for me, though, you can't have love without flowers, and that's Bay Flowers. Mm. Uh, for me, it's just 100% Bay Flowers. And then in the first can, round. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This guy is, I mean, I don't know. You should go watch the, uh, Steve Smith. He's got a great podcast and, uh, and this kid can just run routes. He just knows how to trick DBs. And he's, to me, he's better than in He just looks quicker, wow. he's faster. Um, it's just, to me, it's just Dave flowers. He's going to be the guy that we're going to talk about in this league for years. And if he's not on the Packers, it's going to be the same. It's not going to change anything. So it's, it's fun. Oh. That's that's completely my bad. Um, it was a good call. I'm sorry, Chris. Thank Chris, you, Chris, I pressed the wrong button. A lot of things happening at once. Thank you, Chris. That is hand up. Completely my bad. Call back. We'll get you back on. Oh uh, my god. He wasn't that. He was rolling. That's a shame. I I you don't do, like Zay Flowers in the first round. I like Zay Flowers. I, it seems like he's an end of the first round guy, right? I don't know. We always think that certain wide receivers can't go in the top 15 and then Jahan Dotson goes at like 12 or 13. 
You know what I mean? Teams are just so hungry for wide receivers. Yeah, they make the run on him. The Draft Network, yep. which I love, I think does an amazing job previewing draft stuff, has Quentin Johnson, and this is overall in draft. Quentin Johnson is the number 11 prospect. Jay, uh, Smith and Jigba as 12. Jordan Addison at 22 and Flowers at 25. I think the question you ask is, same with Michael Mayer. And this is what I keep coming back to. The tight end class is deep. What's the difference between Mayer and Darnell Washington in the second round if he's there? I don't think there is a big difference. Right. Right. So that's maybe if you have three second round picks, that's, I think, what makes sense to me. What's the difference between Zay Flowers and Jalen Hyatt? Jalen Hyatt is more of a burner. He's more of a Can Christian he Watson. Off the defense? He he is the he takes tops off. Okay. Okay. But what's the difference between Zay Flowers and the guys that you could get in the second round, even a Cedric Tillman from Tennessee as well? Where I think the guy who separates more would be Smith and Jigba from the group. Yes. But that's it kind of goes into something I wanted to talk about today, and I guess we could get to. But if you gave me a decision between, let's say we're in a vacuum and I want best player available, I don't want the need, but what if the best player was available at wide receiver and at defensive line? What would you do? I would side with defensive line in that scenario in the first round. If it's Jalen Carter versus Smith and Jigba, let's put it in a vacuum and say they are equally graded out by the Packers. They are equally high on all of them. They're, they're the number 10 and 11 prospect in the draft. All of Carter's stuff, which does exist, put that to the side and say that that all that's gone. If you just had, okay, what do you value in the first round more going into this draft? The wide receiver or the defensive lineman? I think I'd say defensive line. Agreed. I'd take Carter. I think I'm it's sorry, a, I don't have anything more to add. No, I just feel like it's harder to get a Jalen Carter than it is to get a, another good wide receiver to pair with your already great big three of young guys that you have. Yes, the three. I think it's a position value thing where I look at the Packers roster. I, I am so low on the d- defensive line, probably more than any other position. You should be. It's just not, not number good. one, it's not very good. Number two, it's not deep. The best teams yeah. in football that win always have a rotation of guys they go through. We're talking about, okay, who starts? And we're still somewhat grasping to try to come up with guys that'll be that great. And if Wyatt becomes awesome, then it starts to change it. But we're not there yet. Dean Lowry and Jerron Reed were the replacement level guys you had. But you need, number one, the depth. But number two, better players, too. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, yeah seven, Jalen Carter falls. That's the man. Yeah. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. 1670 Is this Chris? No, this is Sherman. Oh, go ahead, Sherman. You're on the Bill Michaels Show. Okay. Okay, hey, guys. Yeah, um, first of all, I agree with you guys about your D-line. I think that's the weakness of our, of our team this year. And I hope they go D-line, put some people next to Kenny and uh, Wyatt. I think Wyatt has a good motor. And uh, uh, Reed and Slayton, um, we, we do need depth. We need a couple of D-linemen. And hopefully Gary comes back. Uh, inform and we need one more pass rusher just in case someone gets hurt because I feel like that was the problem last year. We weren't getting any pressure. Oh, yeah. Um, but I got another take on the Lamar thing, you know, and I understand what you're saying. And I agree with you on the one hand, but on the other hand, when I found out I can go take a two day course and pay $2,500 
and now I'm an agent. You know, that's it. Okay, so Lamar, I don't know his mom. I don't know what her qualifications are. I don't you know any of that. I the way my calculations go, the kids made about a hundred and thirty, hundred and forty million dollars already. Now, I can't put my my judgment or expectations on Lamar. Lamar may be in the mindset, I never thought I was gonna have this much money. I'm twenty six years old. If they don't give me what I want, I'm gonna take my ball and go home. With my hundred and thirty, hundred and twenty million. And if you if they if they franchising this year, if I understand correctly, it's another thirty million. Yeah. Okay, so you know, yeah, I mean, no, just think about that, man. This yeah. kid grew up I don't know where, you know, and he got $160 million. And he's 26, 27 years old, and he's 60 or 64% of the Ravens' offense the last two or three years, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's the number I saw. Now, think about that, man. They're using this kid two-thirds of their offense, and they don't want to pay Oh, he's their whole. Yeah, no, I got you. I, I mean, he's their whole team, and, and when he when he's out, they don't win. When he's in, they win. I, I mean, he is the motor. All his. I, I don't know what his teammates will do if if he doesn't stay long term. I guess the point I'm making wouldn't be about the money part of it, and, and whether he could be an effective agent. Which I mean, I, I'm sure, I'm sure he somewhat knows what he's doing. It's more the fact of, do we really want like does he want to be doing that? Because there's so much crap you deal with. I'm sure that that you usually pay agents to do. So aside from how much money he can make for himself, is it the best to be spending an off season fighting with the with the organization as the no. agent? Is that the most productive, just in terms of the day to day happenings of the off season? No. But I get it. I I, I get the point. I appreciate the phone call, man. Thank you. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I mean, like. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Lamar's. I mean, clearly saving more, making more, because you pay the agents the money. The question that I we would ask is, is it worth it to hire somebody to take all of the crap off his plate? Yes. And to get it resolved? I would say yes as well. I pay someone to do my taxes, and I make, like, no money and have no children or dependents, or I, I don't own a home. I, I just don't want to do it. 100%. Always pay people to do things. It's one of my, my life pillars. It's one of my core values. Always pay other people to do things that you don't want to do. Except for one thing. Okay. Pumping gas. Oh, yeah. Rogers might have to get used to this. Because in the state of New Jersey, you don't pump your own gas. Huh? You show up to the gas station, and there are attendants there. And they take your card. They ask what kind of gas you want and how much how much money, a full or how whatever number. And then they fill up the tank. They hand you your card, the receipt, you go about your way. I thought that was just in Oregon they did that. I didn't know they did that in Jersey. No, that's New Jersey. I went to school with people from New Jersey who have never pumped their own gas. <laughs> which is wow. such a basic, like, it's something that if you don't live in a large city where you never drive anywhere, yeah, it's, it's a somewhat significant skill to have. It's very basic. I suppose. So that's the one but- thing I would not pay other people to do. When you have our friends at Quick Trip, pumping gas is a joy because you can also go inside and stock up on whatever you need for the day. Oh, you get five cents off the gas even. Mm-hmm. I, I've been running that all the time. The one thing, I, I, I was talking to the people at Quick Trip this morning, actually, when I stopped in. I, I'm mm-hmm. a big drinker of, of seltzer, sparkling water. Yeah. I would love like a, a, a vast array of sparkling water. 
Perrier? You a Perrier guy? What do you drink? No, that's a little bit too too up there, too high class. Just very basic. What? Sparkling water. Well, I guess San Pellegrino's the high class. Yeah, I like Perrier. Okay. No, I'm, just just any carbonation. I, I like the Trader Joe's. The the Trader Joe's carbonated seltzer. It's good. Okay. All right. 877-867-1670. A lot more to get to. We can take your calls when we come back as well. It's the Bill Michael Show. Ben Kenny Grant Bills in for Bill. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's the Bill Michaels Show, by the way. We're back. Grant Bills, Ben Kenny, in for Bill. Bill's going to be back on Monday. It's happening again. It's late March, and we are officially in the season of pro days for college players that the NFL Network very closely follows, which I totally get, where we see one or two quarterbacks that are getting overhyped by everybody make a couple cool throws with no defenders in shorts and no pads, and everybody oh. loses their damn mind. I have audio. Take a listen. I just saw this. The NFL posted it. Uh, we've uh, As soon as we let this one rip from Will, let's see what we got here. This one's going to travel. My goodness on the money down the middle of the field. Oh. And then, it, yeah, he, he throws a couple more balls rolling out to his left. You know who else was was looking fine throwing those footballs the other day, Grant? Cam Newton. Yeah. You know, like, I I get it. The hype is fun and everything, and the the draft process is what it is. You, You learn as much as you can. You keep the news cycle going. Also, like, can we turn on the college film of them playing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Zach Wilson. I I use him as an example too much, but... At BYU, he was incredible for that one year, the COVID year, except for one game. And that one game was when he played a real power five defense, a real defense, and he got completely shredded. But then he went about, like, he he went, he, all those crazy off-balance, no-look throws, Mahomes-like, he yeah. gets drafted, the rest is history. Will Levis, he was playing through injury, and he's in the SEC, so it's tough. I'm not saying that he's going to be bad. I think he's a project. There's a long ways to go, but yeah, getting overly hype about Will Levis because of certain throws he can make in a vacuum with no defenders and then watching him throw inexplicable interceptions, like just right to the linebacker's face over and over again in college. I, I can't get that out of my mind. And it makes me not like the pro day setting. Well, you know, when Brian Gutekunst is at a pro day or somebody's watching <clears throat> workouts, you and me are grinding the all 22. We're grinding the tape from last season because the tape doesn't lie, Ben. That audio reminded me a lot of Chris Berman calling the home run derby. Oh. We're just blown away by every bomb that's back, 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 like, back, 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 back. Whoa! It's like, well, it, it's supposed to happen. It's the home run derby. Pro days are a little bit of the, the same. It's like, wow, he uncorked a 55-yard bomb. Well, there's no defense, and he's not even wearing a helmet. But, yeah, I guess it was back, cool. Back, end. back, 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 way back. <laughs> and, and is smoked. Way back in, way back. Back, back, back. Oh, it's back, 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 back. 
Yikes! 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 Stop it! Stop it! Way back! The funny thing is, Grant, half of these are Prince Fielder. Oh yeah. And and Ricky Weeks. Shots. And whoa! Yeah. All right, you got the idea. Yep, I'm with you. Yikes! It's the same thing. Wow! Like the caption of the NFL's tweet is "sheesh." Exactly. They're perpetuating this grant. Yeah. I guess the tape. I guess trust the tape. Whoever's perpetuating it is the team that drafts him in the top five. I remember the hype around Zach Wilson's pro day, and it was pretty dazzling. Rolling one way, throwing the other. But that's like, does that apply a little bit? How much does that matter? It's just cool. It's cool. You know, we could do it. Mahomes can do it. Awesome. You know, Mahomes does great. Everything else too. Yeah. Everything else. You can't just teach that. It's they either do it or they don't. And then you help them progress through. Yeah. So color me anti throwing at pro days. (laughs) Anti pro day. Ben Kenny. Got it. I'm fine with pro days because it's. No, I like everyone else who's working out there. And I really like the quote from Ohio State's Pro Day that Marvin Harrison Jr. is like the Ferrari. You go to the Ferrari dealership and they have next year's model and you can't drive it yet. Mm -hmm. Love that. For those guys, it's great. For Wisconsin, it's great. Pro Days are amazing because the kids that don't get invited to the combine get a shot. I just, the the top-notch quarterbacks, they're all going to make awesome throws. That's what they could do. But what makes C.J. Stroud incredible? Not the fact he makes awesome throws. is that it's always in the right spot with the right speed. It's like golf. Oh, losing Grant a bit. Uh, Let's do this anyway. We're up against it. 877-867-1670. Coming up at 1 o'clock. Grant, this just crossed the feed. Oh. I think I found the perfect Packers mock draft. Interesting. From a friend of show, Bill Huber. We'll tell you who we picked. And, and why I am 100% in favor with what he thinks. We'll get to that at one. A lot more to get to. It's the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michael Show couple minutes here before the top of the hour. Again, coming up at 1 o'clock, mock draft just crossed the feed. And I agree with pretty much every pick that's made. We'll tell you about that. I'll tell you about what the selections are. Also, Matt Schneiderman of The Athletic with an article about who the top 20 draft targets should be for the Packers. Grant, I think it's interesting because I, him and I are like-minded when it comes to this. Okay. And... When we come back at, at 1 o'clock, I, I want you to guess out of the 20 targets, meaning if number one's available, you take one. If one's gone, you take two, so on and so forth. Okay. How many are listed before the first wide receiver? Mm. So we'll do that when we come back as well. A lot of, uh, okay. a lot of draft projection. Uh, and then also coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, we'll, we'll talk some Bucks basketball. Bucks coming up tonight. Maybe Grant wants to yell about the MVP race. Uh, and then Badger Springboard. Oh, I don't put this on me. 
Maybe no, Grant don't make this MVP a me issue. This maybe, is not a me issue. Maybe Grant does not want to yell about the MVP race. Uh, and then Wisconsin Spring Ball also starting up tomorrow. I want, like, do people care? That's a question I want to ask. I care. Sure. I have no life. I was breaking down the fact that their backup kicker added 20 pounds to his quads. Not very important, but when you're somewhat if of a it's sicko. it's important to you, it's important to us, Ben. I want you to know that. The kicker battle is going to be, going to be electric coming up uh, th- this spring. Um, that's never something also that's this, been said by anyone. This this ever. transfer defensive lineman from Temple, who st- he played his freshman year at Temple at 280 pounds, which is okay. a little light for Big Ten standards. It works in the AC- AAC. He played his second year at 263 interior defensive lineman and was really productive. Tra- transfers to Wisconsin, and I, I don't think it's possible to play in the Big Ten as an interior guy at 260 because you're going up against 330-pound Iowa tackles, right? Yeah. But he added 20 pounds this offseason. So I, I can't wait to see. Like, he is he is crazy talented. Question of where he fits. A lot of dudes like that. So if people are interested in spring ball, we could, we could hit that. I am. There's a lot more to get to. Um, fickle mania, as people are saying. People on the morning show, Grant. Yeah. A couple people called in, and you take it with a grain of salt. They called him the best coach in college football. Well, this is what drives me to be the way I am. Let me yeah, say that. No, I get it. I understand you. I think I approach things with a level head until that happens. And then it makes me go over the top in the other direction, which no one wants to hear. So that's been me this week. That's what happened this morning. Maybe we'll relitigate that. There's a lot more to get to, though. It's the Bill Michaels Show. We'll be back after this. Ben Kenny Grant Bills in for Mr. Bill.